comes to prayer, uh, we had um, uh, Larry Lee, you know, come in this year. The legend, the one and only, uh, he wrote the book, Could You Not Tarry One Hour? And he came in and actually when we brought back Sunday school, we brought Sunday school back to our church. And he came in and taught on prayer. And uh, we took some great things away from that. But one of the things that came out of that that we took on, that we developed, were basically just, you know, the the, the five uh, Ps of prayer. And, you know, if you're taking notes, I just write these things down. The first one was, and we modeled it on the Lord's Prayer. You know, and Jesus, when he taught the disciples to pray, he says, when you pray, again, not if, but when you pray, say. And I think a lot of people just want to go quiet with prayer and silent with prayer, but life and death is in the power of our tongue. When we speak, we literally create. And I think it is important that we pray out loud, you know, that it doesn't have to be like, everybody notice me. But I think there's something powerful when we pray because people who struggle with depression and anxiety and fears and worry and all that kind of stuff too, the only thing stronger than a thought is a word. And when you speak, it's the only thing that has more power than a thought. And so, uh, again, I think the five Ps of, of, of prayer are great. The first one's praise. Let's talk about that. If you're taking notes, write that down. Praise. Write in the captions. I think starting off your prayer time with thankfulness. Um, uh, thankfulness protects your heart. Just like when you are, uh, maybe some of you watching, you pray over your food. You're thankful for your food. You know, as little kids, we were like, you know, we be thankful for our food, you know, um, because we, we believe the word that if we uh, are thankful for the food, if there be anything in the food that could harm us or hurt us, if we're thankful for it, it protects us. Yeah. In the same way we're thankful for our food, we believe it protects us. If we're thankful for our marriage, it protects our marriage. If we're thankful for our children, it protects our children. If we're thankful for our church, our job, our money, it protects it. And so thankfulness really insulates us and protects us Yeah, you know, from, from anything that could harm us comes from thankfulness and that's the way jesus kicked off the prayer with our father in heaven hallowed be your name which really means holy is your name yeah I'm worshiping a, you just worship yeah just how great you are god i'm thankful for you you're so awesome you're my father you know you're mighty you're great you're holy that praise was the kickoff of the prayer it kind of sets the atmosphere for the whole for the whole prayer yeah i think praise is is huge and um you know you you can't worship well, let me say it like this. You can worship and you can worry. You can't do both at the same time. You've got to choose. Am I going to worship or am I going to worry? But you, you you can do either one. You can't do both at the same time. And when you worship, you're saying, I'm, lo I'm no longer worrying. I'm praising you. Uh, not just for what you've done, but for who you are. You know that old song. Because of who you are, I give you glory. That's because of who you are, I give you praise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and you just worship him for who he is. That's why you know? it's, that's why it's good to say it out loud and sing it out loud. Those yeah. songs, even if you're by yourself, sometimes I can. Put, I will lift my voice and say, come, "I love." Yeah, right. Somebody get on the organ while we're in here, right? <laughs> Let's have some church. Have some church. So I can listen to worship. I can put on worship music. Great. My favorite songs. My favorite worship music. And if I let it play, and it becomes background noise, my mind can kick into worry again. 
and I could just like, oh. but if I'm if I'm silent, right. But if I start singing along and I'm like declaring those words and I'm praising Him and I'm like saying how great He is because of who You are, you know, yeah, Jehovah Jireh, my, my provider, provider, right? You know? And you're saying that it it you like you said it puts worry on the shelf mm-hmm. at least for the moment. So if you're like looking for a way to battle worry. Start singing that stuff. Start reading these scriptures. Start yeah. saying it out loud. You know, don't go silent because I think when you go silent, when when worry and anxiety come on you, the first thing it does is get you to go silent. It just gets you to shut up. Yeah, uh, and you're left with your thoughts, and those thoughts grow. The you know the fiery darts of the enemy, and I think a part of worship is putting on that helmet. You know, uh, the Bible says, "Put on the whole armor of God," and you know, I think the first piece it tells you to put on is the helmet, you know, because once your mind goes, you're done. You know, uh, the Bible says with the mind that we serve the Lord, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like we literally worship God with our mind. Yeah. And it says helmet of salvation, which if you got, if you're a Christian and you don't know what else to say, thank you for say, thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that I'm saved. I don't know it, what else to say right now. It literally saves your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say to Jesus on the, uh, on the cross when he went to die for us, took the crown of thorns. And those thorns literally went into his head. And I believe uh, that by his stripes we are healed. I also believe that we're healed of mental challenges, of the anxiety and the depression and the fear and the worry because of the crown because of thorns of crown. Wow. that he took uh, was for our mental health, you know, for our mental healing. Because sometimes you might be healthy in your body, but your mind you know, is so full of worry and fear. And I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be really fearful where it takes the wet out of water and the, the, the breeze, you know, just takes the the breeze out of wind, you know, yeah, and yeah. you're just like so fearful you could become numb. And so, you know, I think you just claim that, you know, not just by his stripes, but Lord, I thank you for the crown of thorns that you took uh, in your head was for my mental healing and claim that and just praise him. You know, and just, you know, forget to, don't forget to open up your mouth and declare those things over your life. You know, because prayer, you know, teaching on prayer doesn't really make people pray, right? And reading books on prayer doesn't really make people pray. What makes people pray is trouble. Because when you really face trouble, you'll be like beating down the doors of the church for people to pray for you, right? It's like all of a sudden everybody wants prayer. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Because, because, when you face those real crisis and challenges, um, you you really lean to God because most people come to Christ through crisis, not convenience. And sometimes you don't realize God is all you need till God's all you got. Yeah, that's so true. An illness hits you, your family, a catastrophe happens in your city. You know, prayer it, it takes you to prayer. It's like you have no you. Re- there's something in all of us. I realize there's nothing else. There's, there's nothing, nothing else. else. Which takes us to our second P, which is priority. You know, yeah, put that first. And Jesus says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's not about my will. It's about your will. Yeah. See, after you thank him, you've got to immediately acknowledge his priority, his will. See, we all have a will, uh, and that will has to be surrendered to the will of the Lord. Your will has to go to the cross yeah. and be uh, crucified, executed, right? so that the will of God can happen in your life. The question comes up, did Jesus and the Father always have the same will? The answer is no. Because Jesus in the garden had to pray, Lord, not my will, but your will Your will be he done. He didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to go to the cross, right? He was like, if there's any other way. Any other way. 
I would let this cup pass. Let's do that. You know? But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I think the very fact that you bow your head is a sign that you need God. Is is the the very fact that I bow my head in prayer, the very fact that I'm praying is admission that I don't know everything. That's why Proverbs says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all that ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path that I don't care how old you are. You know, I'm 43. I look back and go, I was an idiot at 33. I was a bigger idiot at 23, right? And even a bigger idiot at 13. How do I know I'm not gonna look back at 53 and go, I was an idiot at 43, Yeah. right? So that's the problem with leaning on your own understanding. You've gotta lean on the wisdom of God. So making him a priority uh, and saying, Lord, not my will, not my ways, not my understanding, uh, and this this comes down to like putting God first in your giving, putting God first in tithing, putting God first in your time, your talent, your treasure, your resource, making God a priority, serving in God's house, making him a priority. What does it take to be a good citizen? Well, you're going to have a job. Well, you're going to pay taxes. You're going to, okay, what is it? So being a good citizen of the kingdom is like you don't have a job in the kingdom. Right. You you don't, you're not generous in the kingdom, but you're, but you're a good Citizen of the kingdom. That's yeah. That's true. That's a good way. You're a are, bum. We call ourselves. You're a bum in the kingdom. We call ourselves citizens of the kingdom, citizens of heaven. Yeah. And he's saying, well, in heaven, at you know, at, or on earth as it is in heaven. Like, right. We should operate here on earth. You're not even being a good American you, if you don't have a job. Yeah. You're not even being a good American if, if you, don't you don't pay taxes. Do something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, if, but you're going to be a great citizen of the kingdom, and you don't do anything in the kingdom. You don't you don't contribute anything in the kingdom. You're just a taker. Yeah. You know, come on. Not your will, his will in the kingdom. Uh, and then it takes our third P, which is provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Uh, it's fresh. It's daily. The difference between bread and fresh bread is one's fresh. You know, you can go home today, open up a loaf of bread, take the little twisty tie. Do you put the tie back on or do you just do the spin fold? If I've lost the tie, then I do yeah. the spin fold. <laughs> the spin fold, spin fold, put, put it down. It, yeah. But when you open up a loaf of bread, nobody goes, oh, a loaf of bread. Like nothing like that loaf grocery store bread. Nobody says that. But if you like have fresh bread, like if you have one of those, remember when bread makers were so yeah, popular? Yeah. Do you remember that? Like everybody was making fresh bread for like one year, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the trend, yeah. Yeah, it was like such a, and then it became like the, what was it? The uh, Instapot, everybody's doing Instapot. But like, I remember these bread makers were huge. QVC, everybody had a bread maker. <laughs> everybody's yeah. making bread now. And I'm telling you what, if somebody made a loaf of bread in your house like fresh bread the whole house yeah you could smell fresh bread in the whole house you walk by a bakery that's doing it in the morning there's a smell to it i mean it's like what is that like oh i want some of that and i'm telling you that's that's the difference between you know getting that time those moments with god running after him daily daily rather than just like i'm eating five day old you know, bread with a twist tie that's got a million different preservatives in it and and running after it. So I, I do think, you know, going to him for my provision, he's my Jehovah Jireh, he's my provider, uh, pro meaning beforehand, vider where we get the Latin word for video, beforehand God saw what I was going to need to provide for me. He literally sees ahead. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you know. And when um, you're telling him, give it, 
we're asking him to give it to us. It, it reminds us that we're not man-made successes. We're not, we didn't do this ourselves. We don't, every day we're not out there just doing it. And we are, we're hustling, we're working hard, but we know that ultimately it's Lord, Lord, you give me what I need today because only you actually know what I need today completely. Right. And I'm leaning on you. So good. I'm God made, I'm not just man made. I'm God made. Well, the Bible says, "Cursed is he that leans upon the arm of the flesh, and it is God that gives us the power to gain wealth. That it's God that literally gives you the strength, the wisdom, the know-how, the power to gain every dollar, every vehicle, every car, every piece of real estate. God gave you the power, the wisdom, the freedom, the knowledge, the know-how to be able to produce wealth. I mean, God can... You can put seed in the ground, but only God makes the seeds grow. You know, only God breaks forth life. Only yeah. God can make it prosper. And so trusting him for your provision, putting him first in tithing, you know, putting him first, sign up for reoccurring giving. You know, I watch people, you know, and they sign up to tithe, but it's like, oh, I'm going to see if I'm going to tithe again in another two weeks. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'm going to see if I'll tithe next, next month. Like, no, just set it reoccurring. Your mortgage is reoccurring. Your car is reoccurring. Your insurance is reoccurring. Why would you make God like, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. You know, let me see. It's like people who do that have a spirit of poverty, you know, have a poverty poverty mindset. They're not sure they'll have enough. They're not sure they'll have enough. So like, really, well, yeah. let me see if I'm going to really trust you know, but people who have just made the commitment, they're like, no, I'm making the commitment. This is important to me. It's a priority to me. I'm putting God first. I don't even need to think about it. Sign up for reoccurring giving. And you just trust God for your provision because they have more faith in running over than they have fear in running out. Right? So trusting God for your provision. The fourth one is pardon. Forgive us as we forgive. Now, when you grew up, did you say trespasses or debts or sins forgive us our tre- i think i did I mean, trespasses. trespasses yeah forgive us our trespasses yeah. so we forgive those who trespass against when us. i read it as an adult and it says debts in my version i'm like this is wrong what is <laughs> <laughs> forgive us our debts we forgive basically our forgive yeah. people um like i want to be forgiven yeah yeah but that's a that's a real scary prayer basically it's like do you really want god to forgive you like you forgive people yeah check how we are actually forgiving people. Yeah, yeah because like you want God to forgive you, but when people hurt you, you cut them off, never talk to them again. The we rest want of your him to life. forgive us and forget. We right. want him to forgive us and like never bring it up again. Exactly. Never even think about it again. Forget all that, Lord. Just start fresh with me. We want to judge people on their actions, but we want to be judged on our intentions. And, you know, do we really want God to forgive us like we forgive yeah. other people? Because some of us, the way we forgive is like, I'll never speak to you again. What if God forgave you and never talked to you again? You know, what if what if God was like, okay, I forgive you, but I'm never speaking to you again. Yeah. Like is I'm that, never gonna give you another opportunity. I'm never gonna give you another yeah. chance. Is that how you want God to forgive you? Because that's how you forgive people. And so I think when you pray prayers like God forgive me, like I forgive other people, you might wanna really evaluate how you forgive other people. Yeah. This is one of those things this is the one part of the prayer that after he's done he says Amen, he goes back and explains this more in Matthew six. Yeah. Like, hey, if you if you can't forgive other people, exactly. God's not gonna just to remind you. God's not you, gonna forgive you. Yeah, he like dug into this part of the prayer just to make sure we understood what we're saying here. Yeah, it's a serious yeah. it's a serious prayer. Yeah. You know, forgive me like I forgive other people. So I need to be more grace filled. I need to be more truth filled. I need to be more loving and and pardon, learn how to forgive people because bitterness is a cancer and cancer never stays where it starts. 
cancer literally goes after healthy cells and it starts over here but it affects your marriage it starts over here but now it's affecting your children it start over here but now it's affecting your health and uh one of the greek words for forgiveness literally means to exhale literally means to literally means to get it out of you uh and so that's one of the things you've got to do because forgiveness is a gift you give yourself nobody said you know when jesus was dying on the cross you know jesus forgive me for nailing you to the cross but he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had to forgive people who never asked for it. We never said sorry. Yeah, we never said sorry. And when you say things like, I'll never forgive people until they, well, what if they never? And 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 that's too much power to give somebody. Sometimes people give that power to someone who's died. Yeah, they, they've they'll gone never, on. They'll never you know? say sorry. I'll never forgive them until they do this. But what if they never? Yeah. You know, so forgiveness literally has to be a gift that you give yourself and learn to release it to God, let it go. Yeah, my three-year-old here could sing the Elsa song, you know, let it go, and literally release it to God and say, God, um, uh, I'm gonna trust you with this because I think it's First Peter says, you are considered favorable when you endure unjust treatment. So anytime you were dealt with unjustly and it looks like people got away with it and you were left to deal with the pain, the Bible says favor comes on your life. And I think that's yeah. such a beautiful thing to not let um, I always tell people, like, don't even apologize because I'd rather have the favor than your apology, yeah. right? Because uh, God has a way of balancing the scales. God has a way of making it right. Just ask Joseph, you meant it for evil, but God made it good, you know? And uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. The last one is power, you know? Um, we need the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, in our lives. And um, and Jesus was was really clear in the Lord's Prayer with that. You know, we, we cannot do this in our own strength. You know, the Bible declares it's not by might, you know, nor by power, but by his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power. Uh, it's not the power of our flesh. Again, curse is the sea that leans upon the arm of the flesh. We need the Holy Spirit operating in our life more than ever before. That's why I said thine or yours is the power and the glory forever. Like back to remembering that it's not, it's not us. It's not our, you know, it's not our strength and our might. It's by your spirit. It's your power. It's totally true. We need it to do <coughs> marriage. We need to do parenting, you know, and if we would get our marriages healed by the power of the Holy Spirit, our kids won't have to get healed from having us as parents. That's if good. we would take the time to get healed, our kids won't have to get healed from having us as parents. So many people have to get healed because of the parents they had. And, and oftentimes it was those parents didn't learn these principles that Christ was trying to teach us in the word about prayer, about putting that first, about making that a regular part of your marriage, of your family, of what your children see growing up. You know, so good. And I think, you know, again, prayer, um, you need a time, you need a place and a pattern. We just gave you the pattern, which is the Lord's prayer. You know, he gave us a pattern. So a place of prayer, a time of prayer and a pattern of prayer. And just, you know, give yourself some grace in this. You know, so people, well, I don't I don't pray because when I pray I fall asleep you know or you know why would you think God's mad at you because you fell asleep praying we, we make these man-made rules that are just not of God religious, not in the Bible just, religious yeah. things that people have told us like it's just so disrespectful to be falling asleep praying I have eight kids and all of them have fallen asleep talking to me in my arms and I love it because I think they feel so safe so at peace, so protected, um, so loved that they could literally be talking to me and fall asleep in my presence, fall asleep in my arms. Wow. Why would you think God is angry at you because you fell asleep talking now? You know, it's like, 
well, when I read my Bible, I don't remember everything, so that's why I don't read it. Well, I don't remember what I ate last week, but it still impacted my waistline. You know, just because you can't remember <laughs> what you ate last week or the day before, or six six weeks before, doesn't mean it didn't impact your life. So don't be discouraged when you read some Bible or you read a chapter today and you're like, I didn't. I don't know if I got anything out of that. Don't be discouraged. You still put some nutrients inside you. It's still impacting yeah. your world little by little, day by day. And what a great way to fall asleep sometimes, if reading your in Bible. In his presence, or, reading or his in word. prayer, putting worship music on. What a great way. In fact, I really believe the times when I've done that, my, my sleep is better. My, my dreams are better. Yeah. I've set an atmosphere for even the, the, my dreams. We've had, we'd have better mornings if we had better nights. And God wants to speak to you while you sleep. You know, God... God does not want to waste one third of your life. And he wants to speak to you. The Bible says he giveth to his beloved even while they sleep. Mm. You know, most people, God doesn't speak to them audibly. Only, I think it's only two people in the Bible God spoke to audibly. Everybody else God spoke to in visions and dreams. Jeez. Even with Moses, he says to most men do I speak to in visions and dreams, but to Moses I speak to face to face. It was very rare for God to speak to anybody face to face. God spoke to people in so visions often and dreams. they'd wake up with it or they'd be interpreting a dream or something. So much in the Bible, it was a dream. God called me in the ministry in a vision. You know, like, I, I just really want to encourage people to know God wants to speak to them in visions and dreams. God's first language is not English. God's first language is visions and dreams. That's why sometimes when you go to your kids and you say, what is God saying to you? And they're like, you know, I don't hear God. I don't, God's not speaking to me. It's because they're listening for English. But God's yeah, first language is not English. God's first language is visions and dreams. God wants to speak to you while you sleep. And sometimes it's the only time where shut up long enough for God to even talk to us, right? And God is not going to waste one third of your life. And so I think if we cut the doggone TV off, cut off the, the hate social, news, cut the off scrolling, the right scrolling, the social media, the endless scrolling, and just focus the last 30 minutes on God. Again, we'd have better mornings if we had better nights. Uh, take these things to God in prayer. That's what we've got for today. Again, I want to thank our sponsor, selfimpermit.com. Hope you got something out of it. Like, comment, and I would, I would also say, ask questions. Ask questions. If you've got questions. Put the questions in the comments. In the comments. We read every comment. And we want to start to answer some of those questions about prayer, Bible. If we don't know, we'll research, we'll study, and, 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 and learn too. So Every comment yeah. gets written, and uh, uh, um, we read everyone and share. Um, uh, share this on social media platforms. Is there anything else we needed to mention? I think that's everything. And um, thanks again to our sponsor, selfimpermit.com. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. All right.